Hello and welcome to Compu Pinto's special one-shot movie review for Marvel's, or should I say Ryan Coogler's, Black Panther. I am your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm a Greek geek, culture, philosopher. Um, I'm a descendant from Wakanda, if you mm. did not know that. Mm-hmm. And I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jabari Tedderis. <laughs> I'm so happy to be a part of the Jabari Lands <laughs> with my man, Mbaku. Mbaku, man uh, ape. I gotta say, man, he was one of my favorite characters in the movie. So before Mbaku. we get into it, because we're ready to do this. <laughs> If this is your first time listening to Compu Junto, welcome. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, leave us five stars and a positive comment. Mm-hmm. Like, retweet, post, share, um, uh, buy Girl Scout cookies and send them to us. Yeah, do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, however you you show love. Yeah, you yeah. Know, show love. Do that. That's the first thing. Yeah. But second thing is we want to let you know that this podcast, this movie review, is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers. Yes, indeed. Patreon.com forward slash Junto. Check out what we got going on there. Shout out to everybody in the in the uh, private Facebook group, the exclusive Comic Junto Facebook, Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all. We appreciate you guys. And you too, listener, can be a part of that exclusive Comic Book Junto Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Patreon.com for us. Junto. Consider putting us on your pull list for the price of close to a little bit less of what, whatever, give or take, a comic book. Definitely cheaper than an IMAX 3D movie yeah. ticket. It's going to cost you less money than your trip to Wakanda. You can potentially mm-hmm. help support Comic Book Junto and help us flourish, blossom, and continue forward. That's right. With our advancements. That's right. That's right. Also, a point that I would like to make as we get into this, if this is the first time you're listening to our show, welcome. We're happy to have you. Uh, I want to break down the title of this show. We are Comic Book Junto, and a Junto is a meeting of the minds. Correct. In which we are discussing philosophy, mm-hmm. science, uh-huh. religion. Tell them, Adam. Culture. Yeah. Morality. Right. All of the, the, the things that we as humans... Inter- Migos. Inter- Migos. Kanye. Two chains, right? Uh, SZA, Solana, Eagles, same, the Eagles, uh, <laughs> I mean, the whole what thing. Else? Look, all of those things that that we as humans Vibranium. create and participate in and interact with, uh, we discuss all of those things through the lens of geek culture. Mm-hmm. So Octavius and I are connecting with one another through the lens of geek culture today. Right, that lens happens to look like vibranium. Correct. We're talking about. Marvel's Black Panther. Yes. The motion picture event mm-hmm. of the decade. I mean, like, of the decade. Yeah. It's 10 years yeah. of Marvel making movies. Yes. And this it is... It took them 10 years to get the Black lead. Hey. Ho. Yeah. Black History Month. And tell you what. 2018. I, I, I don't think that the wait was appropriate. Nobody should have waited this long, but the wait was worth it mm-hmm. because it's that good. Hey, so when, before, when people before, ask well, me, hold on. Let's when just, people ask me, let's do the spoiler wall. Yeah, okay. So we do spoilers on the one shots mm-hmm. for the movie reviews mm-hmm. because we cannot review a movie. We got to put up the, the like the Wakandan camouflage wall right now. So this that's what the spoiler wall is in my mind. Okay, you know how you can't find Wakanda? They have that whole like invisible Adam, shield, John. Let's do the spoilers. That's in first. the trailer. Octavia. I didn't know that till I saw the movie. Oh come on. Spoilers. That is in the international for, trailer. Well, I don't do. I don't know nothing about all that. <laughs> Spoilers for Black Panther. We are going to talk about it. We are going to riff about it. 
We are going to share our thoughts about it. We're going to share our feelings about it. And we don't want to take this experience away from you. Yes. I mean, more than any other, I really don't want to take that experience from you. If you are the type of person who is listening to the reviews before you see it, hey, look, shame you. on you. No. Okay. I went a different direction. I, said, I didn't. Okay. Shame. <laughs> we have different. I don't think shame really helps teach people. Shame. Okay. <laughs> All right. Stop. Uh, we're on the side of shame now. So shame on you. Do you do whatever you need to do. But look, I don't, I don't, I, Adam Jabari Tetris, don't want to spoil this experience for you. You can't just look at a postcard of Wakanda and know what it's like. You can't. You got to go. You got to go. If they'll let you, they, they may not. <laughs> you might not be able to get in that joke. <laughs> but, uh, there might be some consequences so and repercussions. For please take that there. seriously because we're going to get into the movie. And we're not just going to discuss plot elements as they, they occur on the screen. Mm-hmm. We're going to discuss their impact on us, on Octavius yeah. and, and myself. Yeah. The conversations that we've been seeing happen around us. Mm-hmm. The things that we want to get off our chests and, and scratch. Uh, I mean... There's so much to unpack. There's and another so thing that we're going to do is we're going to give this movie a letter grade. That's right. So the way we do grading for movies, we don't do five stars because what the heck is four and a half stars? I don't know. What is two and three quarter stars? Unclear. I don't know what that is, but I know what an A is. Mm-hmm. I know what a B, C, D, and an F is. Mm-hmm. Letter grades make sense to mm-hmm. me, to us, and that's the, that direction we decide to go. Because, you know, like, what is a, what is a 89.7? I don't know. I have no clue what passing. that is. That's a passing grade. Right. But That's all I know. It's hard for me to measure that. So Adam and I are going to do the letter grades. A, one of the best movies you've ever seen. B, above average. C, average. D, below average. F, one of the worst movies you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. One thing to clarify. C is not a bad movie. Right. C is an average movie. The average movie you're going to see is going to be a C. Most movies you've seen... RSE. It, to us. I think. So, this is measured against my own personal feelings, against Adam's own personal feelings. So, you can let us know what you think. At Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderis, at Comic Book Junto. Send mm-hmm. us an email, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com, and then we can discuss. But we want to know what your letter grade is. That's right. And we're also going to be speaking on personal experience. So, our thoughts and opinions. Our facts. Our facts and opinions form together to, to give you the letter grade. And, you know, this conversation that we're about to launch is into... Is objective. It, the conversation is objective. It's absolute truth. I want to be clear on that. Yeah. But the conversation... Somebody is, right, somebody wrong. So, that's what we say here on the show. And I'm show. definitely... We, you, you, know, know what? you know what side I'm on. Comic Book Junto, all about discovering nuance... Nope. ...and multitudes. I'm right. And somebody right, somebody wrong. <laughs> right. right. It's just in direct <laughs> juxtaposition. No, that's true, but no. The but conversation we're going to have, would you, would you say, you know, the conversation is greater than just the letter grade. You know, the, the review that you're about to hear is not just, yeah, the movie's good. Mm-hmm. There's something more. I mean, to it, me, there's more. There's more meat. There's more substance. Yeah, to us, and I think that's one of the things that's interesting about us, and we're learning ourselves. We're oh yeah, we're uh, very interesting. A hundred. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whew, we are killing it. <laughs> we're a hundred plus episodes into Campo Junto, but we're still finding ourselves yeah. in this talking in the microphones and throwing it out into the to the internet and seeing mm-hmm. what comes back. Yeah, but we're recognizing what makes our show, our show. That's right. And what makes us different. And I think one of those things is, is we look at things and we just approach them from an angle where we want to dig deep. Mm-hmm. We want to get down in there. And we yeah. can have fun on the surface. You know what I mean? You can yeah. kind of swim around up there. But a lot of times at a certain point when our conversations are going, they take a certain turn. Yeah. The next thing you know, we're 
30, you know, 300 feet underground. Yeah. Yeah. On yeah. something that totally didn't seem to get us there. So let's do that and let's put the spoiler wall up. So spoilers for Marvel's Black Panther. Spoilers for Ryan Coogler's Black Panther. Spoiler wall's going up. Three, two, one. Spoilers. It's your fault. It's your fault. If you're past this, you know what time it is. You know what it's hitting for. Okay. If you came at us sideways, we tried to set you straight. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. are here of your own volition. That's right. Welcome. Welcome to Wakanda. Yes. So, so Adam, let's go with gut reactions. I don't think it's appropriate for me to begin this. Why? What, do you, what does that even I mean? I just don't think it's appropriate. Here's the thing. Well, I just asked you, so I, it's appropriate. I understand, and I respectfully decline, and I'm going to rebound to you. We can't do that. The event. Here's why. Look, here's the why. Because I want to know why you even feel that way. Why do you <laughs> well, even I'll feel break that down, way? I'll break down exactly why I break feel that way. Break it down way. for me. The, this, this, this movie, this event that we've been waiting for, we've mm-hmm. been waiting for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, is it not true? That there are a few other movies that you follow this closely for so long. I would agree. And so it feels like it has been an especially, especially long uh, uh, season of anticipation. I mean, it's been years. Yes. We've been waiting for the Black Panther. Yeah. Um, so my, my thought process is, well, frankly, Give self- it to me, Frank. selfishly. Okay. I just want to know what you think. And you won't talk to me about these movies until we're on the mic. Correct. So when we get out of the film and you have that time where people are standing around, you know. You want to recap? recap, Tell them what happened after the movie. Well, okay. So for one thing, people coming out of the movie, real talk, it it felt like church. People were hugging (laughs) each other. People were hugging each other. I I didn't even think about it that way. But that's a great point. It was like we all experienced experienced this powerful situation sermon some people didn't know what to do with the power of it other people were just so glad to be there i was i mean i was just boggled Mm. i was dazzled i was just watching people Mm -hmm. feel joy and i want to know how you feel about the movie so i don't even want to begin the conversation because my anticipation for you seeing this movie my joy for your joy Uh needs to be satiated okay so that's not a very selfish well, I mean, it's honest. I need to be satiated. <laughs> I asked you, so now I want. <laughs> I asked you, so now you're telling me. Mm-hmm. So, I saw this movie, and Adam, you know, I'm a very vocal person. <laughs> I have lots of <laughs> opinions. What? Yeah, if you didn't know, I have a lot to say. <laughs> you have a po- uh, you should have a podcast. Well, you know what? That's an idea. I should explore that. Mm-hmm. I have a lot to say. I have a lot of opinions. I have yeah. a lot of lot of. Um, perspectives and I have a lot of canned responses because as you know and as we've talked about I spend a lot of time trying to pursue truth yeah like I am a person who believes in absolute truth that's where the it's a joke but somebody writes somebody wrong that's where that comes from it mm-hmm. comes it's a it's a it's a it's like a it's a funny way of saying we can't all be right sure you know what I mean like there's got to be some sort of absolute truth out there that stands alone so I pursue that so in the process of that I kind of come up with what I feel about things and in going to see Black Panther I knew that I was excited I didn't know what I was walking into and I had a feeling like it was going to be a very very heavy experience for me hmm. partially because of reading ta Coates version of black panther and when i've told the story many times i open up that first play- page and i see black panther illustrated by conquered. brian Stillfreeze, and i see him standing there and i read that first part and it says never been conquered yeah and as i've said before i 
I felt like crying because, mm-hmm. and I didn't know why. I didn't understand. Like, why do I feel so emotional about this? Mm-hmm. And I figured, I even said as joking, like, I'm probably going to cry watching this movie. Why? I don't know. Same mm-hmm. way I didn't know why I felt emotional off that first page of Black Panther. I ain't even read no- Like, you could say you didn't read anything, but I read Never Been Conquered. And I guess all of my experiences for all of my years and all of these things kind of flooded to the moment was like, whoa, I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And when I watched Black Panther and it was over, I was oddly quiet. Yes. Would you agree? I would. Tell me me what your perspective is on. How did that strike you? My observation uh, of you afterward is that you had to process more than you expected to. Yes. Like you, you had been overwhelmed with this thing, this mm-hmm. sensory experience, and it was maybe greater than you expected it to be. Yeah. And you said that was more emotional than I expected. Yeah. I need some time. Yeah. It, it's this is not the kind of thing that you traditionally say every time you walk out of a movie. Right. So this is different. So I would love to know, yeah. over this period of time that we've had between now and seeing the film, have you identified why it felt that emotional? I, <clears throat> there was some, you know, learning about art, learning about design, learning about all this stuff. There were some scenes in this movie that evoked some emotion in me. So my wife asked me, did you cry? And I said, uh... I don't know if I cried in a, like a boohoo shoulder shaking way, mm-hmm. but my eyes were watery yeah. for a large majority of this movie. Yeah. Like the beginning of it, when they're flying into Wakanda and I see them being greeted and I see people riding on horses that are like waving, they're like, I think they're like, I don't know what, what it is. Yeah. There's a, like a part of their, you know clothing is it seemed like a blanket or some sort of like like a robe tribal or robe or pattern or yeah. something like that they were waving it mm-hmm. and t'challa goes this never gets old and they flew in through this hologram yeah. and you go into wakanda do i was like that struck me emotionally that made me go what am i even feeling right now mm. because it was Almost like this is, I've never been to Africa. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm from. Mm-hmm. But in a weird way, and on, if I'm honest, it almost kind of feels silly to say it because I'm still processing through it. But I was kind of like, is this it? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been here. Is this it? Is this here? Is this what it's like? This This fictional place where black people... And black men and black women are kings mm. and they're leaders and they're royal and they're powerful and they're strong and they're beautiful and they're dynamic. It doesn't look like anything that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it's kind of like I felt like a little kid. So there was this kind of like emo- like almost childlike sensory overload of yeah. just like, I don't know what to do with the Dora Milaje. I've never seen anything it's not like I've never seen anything like that, but it's like I've never seen anything like that connected with blackness yeah. on screen. And it was just like, I don't even know what to do with myself. Sure. You know, and seeing them greet him and seeing Shuri and seeing Ramonda and seeing all of this stuff, I was just kind of like, 
I have needed this since I was a child and I'm grown now and I'm getting it. And it's kind of like, okay, this is, this is a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know how to take it all in. I guess it's like when a little kid says they want to meet Mickey Mouse and they see Mickey Mouse and they're kind of just like, (sighs) you know what I mean? Like you just kind of looking at him like, "Ah." yeah. And as a black man, who's, in his 30s and who's read these comic books and seen this fictional stuff, I guess there's a there's an aspect in your mind where you're like, you know this isn't real. Yeah. But seeing it on screen, it's kind of like, is it real? Yeah. You know? Like it's And you get to suspend disbelief and just go to Wakanda. Yeah. And black people are the smartest people. And they're the richest people. And they're also complicated. Yeah. And they're also dynamic. And they're also... It's a really important part. R- they're not... Perfect. No. And you see things that you relate to and you go, not only are these people represented in a way that's great, but they're not this far off thing. Yeah. That's so great and so grand that it's almost supermanish. Just do the right thing. It's kind of like it is obvious, do the right thing. And yeah. it's like, what is the right thing? Yeah. Which you know, you know I love that stuff, which is like, what's the right thing? And all of that. Just left me. I, one of my my best buddy Rob was there with me, and Rob was talking to me afterwards, and I was kind of like, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You all right?" And I was like, "I I don't know. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I'm just kind of taking it all in." And it's almost like I feel like there's a cry I've been holding back. Yeah, you know, for a long time. Yeah, I, I mean, so I don't know. I don't want to keep rambling, but I imagine, I imagine we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. One of the pivotal pivotal premises of the movie is even though Wakanda is separated from awareness of the world's awareness the world yeah. doesn't know Wakanda they exists they know about them but they they know about they don't know the Wakanda truth. knows about the world yeah but the world doesn't know about the reality of Wakanda and i think there's an aspect of that i'm really going to try to get through this podcast without getting too emotional hey. but there's it's almost like there's an it's a, that's like a a metaphor for blackness Mm. like you know of us but you don't know of the riches that we have inside of us Mm. there's this vision of black people there's this vision of africa there's this vision of what we are but there's this richness inside of us that we know because we share it you know but you you don't know it you can't see it but what you do know is you want that vibranium from us sure you want those gifts. You want those talents. You want that hip hop. Yeah. You want our hair. You yeah. want our shape. You want our skin color, but not too much. Sure. You want our resources. And to see that wrestle between Wakanda, if it's a metaphor going, but it's ours and we got to hold it tight because if we hold it tight, we can, get, we can take care of us mm-hmm. in a sense of, because they're not going to take care of us. They're going to colonize us. They're going to try to destroy us like everybody else. And that begets the, the, the conflict of the film, yeah. which is how, how tightly do we hold that? Mm-hmm. And when we have the opportunity to share, wh- what do we do? Do we mm-hmm. owe anything to the rest of the world? Yeah. Is it within our right to save all of our resources and our identity and keep it to ourselves to keep us safe and protected? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it moral and just and appropriate for us to spread out and lower our walls, our barriers, and, and show people what we're capable of and help the people who are suffering, the people who look like us? Mm. 
across the world. Right. And that is the conflict that's introduced, not just in the like good, good guy versus villain, but within one character. Between Wakandans and between themselves, mm-hmm. they, they wrestle with those questions. Between generations. Between generations, It's even yeah. like... Your father was the Black Panther. I thought you'd be different. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah. you, then you get there and it's like, you're just like your father. Daniel And, it, and it's kind of like, what do I even, well, damn, how do I get it right? Like, what? I mean, I just got here, you yeah. know, give me a second. And that feeling of like, you're the king. You got to have it all together. And even seeing that character walk through that and going, I need to have it together, but I don't have it together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's really strong. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a very... I'll, I'm going to say this, and I want to hear what you have to say. This Marvel movie, I said, it doesn't even feel like a Marvel movie. What it, makes it, you say that? It, it, because it's, it's, it's deep. It's heavy. It's, 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 it's chocked full of dense content that is presented in a way. That is beautiful, yeah, and 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 like, like it, it's almost Star Wars ish in a way, in a sense that it's like, what are those ships? Yeah. Where, where do these uh, like? In, I, can, I can only imagine how Star Wars fans feel. They're like, well, what is the Jabari tribe, and what is this tribe, and what is that tribe? You want to and why do they dress like that? Learn about and them. why do they dress like that? Yeah. And what do the, the, these necklaces mean? And what does the gold mean? And why the Dormelage bald? Okay, and Okoye is that is that the the main uh, Dormelage? Yeah, that's right. Why uh, does she have tattoos and and this ship? Why is that ship different from that ship? And like, I just want to, where's the Wakandan fan fiction? Where is the, like, I just want to yeah. go there and like be there and learn about this stuff in a way that is deeper than I'm Tony Stark and uh, Howard Stark's my father and, sure. I, and I'm rich and, uh, you know, and I, I ha- I'm kind of struggling with my own personal um, personal growth, even though I'm an adult, but I'm rich and I have all this money. Yeah, it's kind of like that. There's a complete, like they're completely. If you talk talk about the beginning to where we're at right now, it's like even Thor Ragnarok, sure. even Captain America, even Doctor Strange, even all of these movies have a certain amount of like Marvel like feeling around them, and it's almost like Wakanda. Even in this movie was like, nah, nah. Y'all are going to come here, and this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you've heard me, you're, I think you probably heard me say, this movie is black as hell. Yes. It's one of the blackest, like, this is I very heard, black. I heard after, after the movie, uh, I, I'm not sure if you ever heard this, so I, I want to share this with you. I heard someone say, this movie is the blackest movie I've ever seen, and then stop and say, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> I said, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, heard that. I think you're allowed I heard to say that. I heard that yeah, part. Because it yeah. is. Yes, it is. Uh, it is a Ryan Coogler movie yeah. with a Marvel paint job. In that, I like that. In that, it, like it, that. it's the production value that you know of Marvel. It creates this familiarity. Mm-hmm. Like this is we're not effing around, man. Like we we are not pulling punches. This is a Marvel caliber film, a triple A motion picture. But it's a Ryan Coogler movie. Yes. And you had mentioned something to me uh, yesterday. We talked on the phone after the movie, and you said you had uh, been browsing through reviews of the film, people who have had the opportunity to see it early. Mm -hmm. And you see a lot of people praising it for 
let's call them obvious reasons, right? The mm-hmm. cast is fantastic. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. The costumes are fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's so important, culturally speaking, that we have this movie. Yeah. But there's, you, you mentioned there's very little talk of truly how substantial the plot was. Man. It's a meaty movie. It's, and it asks questions that yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's comfortable making you uncomfortable. Yes. Because there are characters who come into, um, I don't mind going here. Go ahead. But uh, the, the, the way they introduce the villain, Eric Killmonger, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. The way they introduce him is in a way that almost forces you to understand his perspective completely. I And at moments agree. when you see him take it to the extreme, you want to say, ah, he's wrong. Well, he's, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. He sees, oh, okay. He's I've, not wrong. I want to do it like that, but he's not wrong. And I don't see a lot of that in the other Marvel movies. And you see T'Challa, um, our main character, the, yeah. the titular character. Mm-hmm. The movie is named after him. First of all, he, he kind of plays the the center of of a bike wheel and all of these spokes around him are so important mm-hmm. and and build him up yeah like for a lot of the movie we spend so much time with his supporting cast you forget that black panther is even even he's there yeah shuri steals the show yeah uh uh lapita steals the show Danai mm-hmm. um, um she yeah. steals the show i mean they're just incredible and then when we have time with with the black panther the new king all he has is questions about himself and his father, yeah, and his lineage, yeah. And then he's he's when he, we finally have that that moment, a pivotal moment when he finds out what happened, where Killmonger came from. Mm-hmm. He kind of sides with him, like you should have never left this kid behind. You yeah. made this, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was my problem. And even saying, like, like I don't know if you saw the Will Smith thing. No, which one? Where he's talking about it's not your fault, but it's damn sure your responsibility. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, on it's, very, it's very much a conversation of, I mean, T'Challa, the sins of your father are actually visiting you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're dealing with the consequences and the impact of the things your father did. Is it fair? No. Is it your fault, even? No. But in the words of Will Smith, it's damn to your responsibility. Because you're the king. You're the king. These are your people. Like, you, you, you've you, got to deal with that. Yeah. So I, we've gone... I, w- I will say, what, what, you know, what before, was, we, before we get too far uh, off of things, and, yeah. and before I even, like, talk about my gut reaction or anything, I will say, I, I found it really moving and really important mm-hmm. that we had our first black superhero, his own movie... Mm-hmm. And it was a movie in which he had a conflict with himself internally yeah. and shows himself to be flawed and confused yeah. and working through it. Yeah. This wasn't like he's he's Superman. Yeah. He's perfect. We're making this is our reparations. We're making up for it because the first one is perfect. Mm-hmm. He's he's mm-hmm. got diamond skin and no one touches him. And, you yeah. know, it's it's not that fake lip service bullshit. We got a real character, a real human being yeah. who was in very uh, uh, special circumstances and, and deals with them. And may I say, Okoye, full character development. Nakia, yeah. wow. T'Challa, yeah. young T'Chaka. Yeah. In, in, in Jangu, I forget how to say Eric Killmonger's name. I forget how to say it. His um, um, Wakanda name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Killmonger, 
we understand where he's coming from. Who's what's my man's name in the comic? The basically the the white character who's the um, pilot in the comic book. No, and towards the end of the movie, put Mar- your arms together and make, make Martin it, Freeman. Yeah, you, no, you're no, talking about Bill Bill Baggins. No, but is what's his name in the in the man? Honestly, I don't even know. Right, uh, Claw. <laughs> like so, all of these characters when you when you see them nobody's a fluffy kind of like two-dimensional character no so they do such a great job telling and building the story that by the time you actually get there so i mean and this was written by ryan coogler and uh joe robert cole by everett everett ross by the way that's martin freeman's character yeah ross Ross. because he's in the he's in the um the Civil War and some of the other Johns. But he yeah. plays a big role in the um, Christopher Priest comics. That's right. But um, they do such a good job fleshing these characters out and making them three-dimensional so that when they come together, even, um, oh, it's not Umbaku, what's his name? Uh, Wakabi. 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 Kalui. Yeah, Kalui. so when all of these characters come into, into in, like there's a certain scenario where um, Okoye, uh, it interacts with Wakabi, and you're kind of like, ooh. And they have a romance with one another. But you know, because mm-hmm. they, they explained it to you, and they laid it out for you. Mm-hmm. In Wakabi, you kind of saw him going in a certain direction. So you, anyway, I'm just saying, they wrote this so well, and they brought it so together, and they, and they fleshed out all these characters so well, yeah. and they under, explained Wakanda to you. They explained Vibranium, Vibranium to you. you. You understand, and they did it in one movie. Yeah. To the point where... Anything that happens now that has to do with Wakanda, it went the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They did they did it all in one movie. Yeah. And they but at the same time, you're still kind of like, where are we even going now? I find it really fascinating that Marvel has a movie in which they created a fictional African kingdom. They have uh, American and British actors who are putting on a fictional African uh, accent, yeah, and somehow manage to never portray stereotypes. Like you have them putting on these things that would make you would make me look at a movie and think, oh no, mm-hmm. oh no, we're we're gonna have them do the accent. We're gonna have them pretend to be African. We're gonna do that. We get into this situation where it'd be like, well, we don't know. Even down to the costumes. Every, but it, it was that. it was so thoughtful. It's so thorough. It's it's so it, there's so much heart. In it, and the way that it, it decides, the way that the movie decides that a, a really important piece of the plot is how Wakanda connects to the real world. Yeah, the, the, rest, real the rest of the world, world where slavery happens. Yes, where we are still living in the shadow of slavery. Yes, where where black people, black Americans, are suffering, and Wakanda has the means to help them. But should they? Should or should they just? protect themselves mm-hmm. because look it's got them this, this far they haven't been colonized never been conquered mm-hmm. it's so almost like open us up to the possibility it's almost so let's talk about i think we i think we're down the road enough yeah i really want to talk about killmonger yeah please um because think i think about eric killmonger think mm-hmm. about michael b jordan um the way they present him is he is very much not wakandan in no. his cultural norms. Not at right? all. He looks like Quavo when we first meet him. <laughs> like, yeah. for real. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting in the, some of the stuff they did with his costume and some of the stuff they did with the comic book character because uh, 
Killmonger in the comic has this sidekick leopard mm-hmm. whose name is Prey. Mm-hmm. And where they did the two gold teeth in the bottom, I think they were doing like the playoff of his mm. leopard. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, the actual vibranium suit he gets, gold. which kind of looks gold. And I was like, ah, I see what you're doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're bringing the Prey part in, but you're not having him walk around with an actual leopard. Which sure. is like... Is that what we're going to do? So yeah. they decided not to do that. I like that theory. I like that. That's a that is a great design idea. Yeah, if that's the case. I mean, well. I would assume so. Mm-hmm. Like so, but when you when you are introduced to Eric Killmonger, you're kind of just like, what's up with dude? Like, why is he doing this? He seems like a badass. He seems like a tough guy. You know, he looks really cool. He looks like a guy. He looks like a guy you'd want to dress like. He looks like a guy. He, you want to be that cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then when you see him kind of like killing people and like being kind of ruthless, you're like, wait, what's, what's up with him? Mm-hmm. And you see this dude kind of just walk himself on into Wakanda. Like, wait, hold on. What's, what's, the, what's the deal here? Mm-hmm. And you understand his motivation. Right. You go, oh... He's kind of got a point. So the movie begins in 1992. Yeah. And we see uh, two guys living in Oakland. I believe so. And it looks like they're planning something, a heist or, or something along those lines. They've got guns and they hear a gate rattling, a chains, chain link fence outside mm-hmm. of the place rattling, mm-hmm. hide all the shit. And before you know it, you see Dory Milaje knocking on their door. Right. Which is great. Um, and, uh, the, they come inside and we find out that one of the guys that was in planning the heist just now, he's actually Wakandan himself. He pulls his lip down. He's got that like bio-luminescent yeah, uh, uh, tattoo. He's T'Chaka's brother, Unjogu. That's right. Right. So T'Chaka at the time is the king of Wakanda and this is his brother and he sent his brother on a, a spy mission. I believe they're calling them in the movie War Dogs. The War Dogs. Those are the people. So Wakanda has. It'd be good to do a little Wakandan like history for some people who don't know Wakandan history. I like, yeah, like, <laughs> I like that. Wakanda, even though they have not actually made themselves to be known in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we'll keep it with that because that's what we're talking about. That's right. Even though they have not made themselves to be known to the rest of the world, they have Wakandan spies, which I believe in the movie they're calling War Dogs. Yeah. that are kind of planted all over the the world. Yeah. Just so they, they know what's going on. Know what it They're is. Informed. They they have a good idea what's going on. They understand what's going on, and also so they can keep an eye on vibranium. Yep. You know because that's their main source. That's the thing that gives them all the money. It's the most precious metal in the entire world. It absorbs. Uh, it's it's it absorbs uh, impact. impact. And so, for example, one of the reasons why when you're shooting at Black Panther. Like, the bullets aren't even really hitting them. They're just stopping. Yeah. So they don't even hit him. They just mm-hmm. kind of slow down mm-hmm. and just kind of fall, like, just bounce away. That's right. So this material is so valuable, so important. My wife and I are watching the old Marvel movies, and there's a point where Captain America is talking to Howard Stark, and That's when he right. picks the shield up, and he goes, what about this one? He goes, that's vibranium. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, why can't I have more of that? He goes, that's all, what you have right there is all there is in the world. That's it. So the idea of it is like, nobody know, nobody has this vibranium stuff. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why the war dogs are out there. So Njobu is is one of the war dogs. He is the the brother of the king. Yeah. And he's been sent out to to keep tabs on America. But he has been 
he's been swept up in the basically the plight of black Americans yeah. and decided I'm not just going to be inactive. I have to do something. Right. I have to arm the black Americans who are suffering around me. Mm -hmm. I have to take care of them. They look like me. They also came from Africa. We're in a situation where I have resources available mm -hmm. and against the king's wishes and against maybe the the uh, the safety of Wakanda, he wants to take the risk into his hands and supply the people around him with arms. Now let's pause there for a second. Yeah. More motivation in why exactly he's doing what he's doing. Njobu also has had a son mm -hmm. that is he met in, someone in America, fell in love, had a kid. All the more reason why Unjobu would be like, I have an American I, son now. <laughs> like, I can't just leave yeah. my girlfriend, wife, mother of my child, my son. I can't just, I'm Wakandan, but at the same time, I am a father. Yeah. Like, and my child is growing up and living in this poverty. He's dealing with the ramifications. He's not a part of the most technologically advanced nation. You know what I'm saying? That's right. He's not, like, his life is different. I know what it's like back in Wakanda. This kid doesn't. Yeah. So that motivation, that's a, first of all, that's an example of kind of like where you're already kind of torn, like, oh, mm -hmm. huh. Mm -hmm. It's not as black and white. Yeah. Yeah. So lo and behold, the second person who is living with Unjobu is Zuri. Yes. Uh, the, the older version of Zuri is Forrest Whitaker. Yes. And he's from Wakanda as well mm -hmm. and had not revealed that yeah. to Unjobu. And he was another spy keeping tabs on Unjobu. Yeah. And T'Chaka shows up. What is this tomfoolery? Yeah. Shit gets wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And T'Chaka is forced to, in a moment, just in a moment, he is forced to defend Zuri and kill his own brother. Right. Which all of that messiness, all of that like family feud, I mean, he's come in full Black Panther, fully like, I mean, Dora Milaje, everybody's, so we're not talking about, yo, this is just hood gutter, like he's just some, just keep it real with you, he's just some hood niggas just doing some nigga stuff. It's not that. Like no. it's all of the royalty. Yeah. All of the regalness is there. Yeah. And the and the family mess, the, the humanity is still there. Yeah. I very much appreciate that. They, and I've, I've read a review that, that uh, asserts this, and I agree. This is very Shakespearean. Mm. This feels very Shakespeare. Like this, this royal family's turmoil and the way that it is going to poison the, its lineage, affect its lineage. Because the, the plan is T'Chaka wants no one to know about this. Yeah. No one is ever going to find out about this. Yeah. Which includes us leaving everything behind, including the boy. Right. The son. So what's crazy about that is in all of your royalty, riches, and regalia. Yeah. You've come to America and you've broken up a family. You've broken up a home. You've left a fatherless child mm -hmm. and gone back to Wakanda. And pretend like it never happened. And it's kind of like, fam. That like, was his form of being the king. This was his form of protecting yeah, his kingdom. It's like, and you can't, you can't just ignore that, especially as a, a fatherless child myself. Sure. Man, T'Chaka, you bugging. Like, you can't do that. Like, you got to take responsibility for that. Yeah. And what, like, we're talking about character and 
what kind of person you are and also showing like being a king is hard. Yeah. It's not, you don't just sit on the throne and just be king. It's just simple. It's just easy. Yeah. It's very, very complicated, you know? Mm-hmm. So that in and of itself was a, was a, was a big thing in the process. And if we can fast forward now to going back to Killmonger, that's right. You have a conversation where Killmonger rolls up in there and he's like, Ask me my name. Yeah. Like, like who, who am I? Like, what am I doing and why do I want to do it? Now, we saw how the black, like, they have an annual, like, challenge situation mm-hmm. where people can challenge the Black Panther. And, from, again, from what I understand about Black Panther, the whole point of that, the reason why they have that yearly challenge is because Wakanda wants to, wants to communicate that anyone can be the person who leads Wakanda. Anyone has a chance. Everyone has a chance. That's right. Kind of thing. That's right. So the Black Panther will be depowered and all of the different tribes can challenge. But in this scenario, none of the tribes challenge except the Jabari. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is where Mbaku, Mbaku who's man ape from the comics, you know, he challenges and, you know, T'Challa ends up winning and calls Mbaku to yield. So T'Challa thinks he's cool. He's good. He's yeah. doing his thing. Right. So when Killmonger shows up and he says his real name, he says, look, actually, I'm Wakandan. Actually, I got the lip tattoo. Actually, little do you know, but I want a challenge for the throne. That's right. So when he comes in, all of the different Wakandan leaders from the different tribes are like, you're bugging, get out of here. Mm-hmm. And even emotionally in your own heart, you're kind of like, man, he's tripping. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when he breaks it down, I found claw marks in my dad's you know, chest. I yeah. found, you know what I mean? Like I went through all this training. I did all this stuff, all of these things. I mean, because that moment was his crime alley. If you really break it down, yes. Killmonger's crime alley didn't come from Jack Napier. No. It came from T'Chaka. Yeah. So the king of Wakanda, he, the Wakanda that he he will never see, right? Because his dad never, promised he'd take him to exactly, and all that, like exactly. this fairy tale place. Yeah. Can you imagine being a, a, a young boy who your dad tells you about this place that's great, where you're part of royalty and all this kind of stuff? Like black people go, we was kings, we yeah. were kings and queens, da 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 da. Like this far off time when we ruled and we were the, I mean, cause you got to think of Wakanda has a lot to do with how people talk about Egypt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure, like they were sure. rich, they were kings, they were queens, these technologically advanced, technologic advances, if it's pyramids or whatever the case may be and all this kind of stuff. This was a time when we were great. And you're of that royalty. Right. If your dad built that up in you, the rage you would feel to find out the king of that place came and killed him yeah. when he was out here working? What that got to do with me? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just a kid. I'm out here balling. Like, what you... So... And he's the, raised in an American culture. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I don't know. They don't necessarily get into this, but I dare say he's raised in a culture that puts a value on you know, power and gaining power in the everyman complex. Like, anybody can come for power. Right. Vengeance is real right. and valued, and you should avenge your father, your loved ones, the right. people that you have lost along the way. Yeah. In America, the great American tale is anyone can make it. Anybody right. can be rich The Rocky powerful. story. The Rocky story, right. Yeah. And, and Killmonger, is, he's a part of that, and he buys into that, and he finds out through a long, hard life, how to get there. 
what to do. And then when he walks into Wakanda, he looks like someone who breaks everything because he's American. Yeah. He doesn't have a Wakandan accent. Nope. He doesn't dress like someone who lives in Wakanda. Mm -mm. He doesn't understand the traditions. And Wakanda is bound by tradition. So talk about conflict. We don't just see conflict within individual characters. Yeah. Between characters. Yeah. Conflict as a nation. Yeah. In which they have to determine, well, now what? Right. Do we obey the tradition that we hold as truth? That's so huge because just before that, there's all this tradition and heart-shaped herb and you know what I mean and this yearly challenge and so and so and so and there's this rule, there's this ways we got to handle ourselves. Killmonger comes in and goes, hey, yo, come up off that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, 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 T'Challa, make him go away. He can't do it. And it's like, whoa, what happened to all the tradition and all of that? Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm not Wakanda now because it's inconvenient for you? Yeah. Like, it's inconvenient and things don't work out your way. So now, nah, reckoning time. You're sure. going to have to deal with this. And T'Challa says, I accept your challenge. Yeah. All to have the knockdown drag out. Uh, he gets his ass kicked. Yeah. And that's a very, very like iconic scene from the comic of, you know, Killmonger throwing Black Panther or T'Challa off of that waterfall multiple times. Yeah. There's been multiple scenarios where... Eric Killmonger has thrashed Black Panther and thrown him off. He he's staking thrown off that that uh that waterfall. That is your that is your Batman Bane yes. backbreaking moment. Yes. Right? Killmonger lifts his limp body and tosses him off of the waterfall. Left for dead. Nakia, Okoye, everyone, his own mother, Shuri. Ramanda, his sister, Shuri, they all watched. Yeah. Their king die at the hands of an interloper yeah. from Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And at ah. the same time, you're like, but I kind of get it. Yeah. Like, that's his birthright in a sense. Yeah. He's not wrong. You know, like, did he follow the rules? Yeah. Maybe you don't like the way he did it, but is he Wakandan? Did he fight? Did he win? Yeah. Is he the king? The movie doesn't shy away from You know what I'm saying? That. Even where Okoye and Nakia have this in situation where Nakia is like, come on with me. She's like, go, my heart's with you. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, you come with me. She's like, what are you talking about? Wait a second. I'm Dormelage. I don't. And there's this weird interaction that you want to see fleshed out some more. And Okoye kind of alludes to the fact that I, I don't just get up and leave like uh, some people. Sure. Which kind of alludes to, if you know the comics, you know, spoilers, Nakia was is was a member of Dormelage in the comics. That's the so, insinuation in the movie anyway, and and Okoye is not happy with the fact that Nakia has looked at the outside world and decided to help them. Yeah. And she is I mean she has left the walls of Wakanda. And that's her whole deal, her whole situation right. and her whole interaction between she and T'Challa mm -hmm. because we find out that Nakia is T'Challa's ex and I can only assume that she and T'Challa are no longer together because mm -hmm. Nakia's like, but these people need help out here. Mm -hmm. And T'Challa's like, come home, stay Wakanda. Yeah. And I got You got to believe a large part of that is because that's how T'Challa's been raised. Yeah. Of you course. know, this is what's important. You He's take care of your own. Yeah. Like you have a job to do, but Nakia is saying, I can't look out there and see what's going on and not do anything. But her way of doing it is not, I'm going to usurp, take over, not even usurp. Cause even that terminology communicates that Killmonger is doing something wrong. Sure. He's not. Sure. He's 
following the cultural rules. You just don't like the way he's ruling. The the way that I, I would I would argue that the thing that is being done wrong, apart from the fact that he is attacking our protagonist, right? The thing that he is doing wrong is he is not showing kindness or value and empathy, right? And we are we're used to seeing our heroes save cats out of trees, uh-huh. right? Take care of the the, the meek. And and the 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 people you who say can't take care of themselves. You used to see them free meek. Yeah, take free meek. They take care of cats out of trees and free meek. That's what our heroes do. Yeah, that's. Uh, did you see Justice League when they free meek? That was an incredible. I thought that was Thor in Justice League. That was in Justice League. Hello, Doug. This is Meek. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Meek. Meek shows up in a lot of films. This is one of the Easter eggs you got to look for. Ah, oh, Meek's alive. <laughs> Hi, Meek. <laughs> Not that Meek, but uh, uh hello, new Doug. <laughs> Not that. I want to see. I want to see them come hang with people from Wakanda. Want to come? Because that would go- be incredible. Hey, hey we're going to Wakanda. What happened on this ship? Want to the, come? It, these, of course, are jokes from Thor Ragnarok. So yeah. we hope you've seen Thor Ragnarok. If not, uh, uh, just go. Never mind it. In whatever. In disregard. Uh, but uh, the um, the 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 values of a hero. What we're used to seeing in a hero is someone who who does value kindness and empathy, and while. Killmonger is not wrong because he is scorned. He has a reason to feel scorned. He has a reason to be angry. And he is, frankly, he's obeying the rituals and traditions of this culture that he's going to go back into. He's doing what he can do. He's within his power to do. But he's doing it in a way that is ruthless. And he's doing it in a way that doesn't take care of people around him. Like... Burning the burning the heart shaped plant is like burning books in a library. Like, no, nah, don't need it. Yeah, There's like, not going to be kings yeah. after me. Don't need it. Or the fact that he sacrifices his love interest that we we're introduced to early on. Well, I don't. We don't know if that's his love interest. Well, his accomplice that's, at that, the time. Yeah, Let's just that, call her an accomplice. Yeah, we don't. He didn't see. I have he a loved feeling she. Much. I mean, she reckoned she was a love interest, but he saw it. It might have been a. Might have been a. Uh, you know, words mean things, but different words mean different things to different people. Right. So during that heist, and they're get they're making an escape from the museum in the beginning of the film. I mean, he's just fine with getting rid. I dispose of you. I don't need you. Where I'm going? Do you think that Andy Circus is dead? Do I think that Andy Circus is dead? Andy Circus plays Claw. Got Ulysses Claw. I don't think he's. Hmm. Well, he shot him, and they dragged his body. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm going to say for the purposes of MCU, he is dead. Okay. I don't think MCU needs him anymore. So Andy Serkis will only come back as one of Thanos' alien goons. Might could be. Okay. Might could be. I will say Andy Serkis did a great job. I liked Claw a lot. This was the first time that we got to see Claw. I didn't recognize that that was Caesar. With a personality, really. We've seen him previously in uh, Winter Civil War he was in. And another one. Age of Ultron. And Age of Ultron, that's right. But he didn't really have too much to serve. He, he was just talking some game. That's kind of it. But in this, right. we got to see more of his personality, the way he functions, yeah. how he's just wild. He's out of his mind. He's yeah, having a yeah, good yeah. time when things are going bad. I, and it was, it was fun. He did a good job. Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman are the two white guys in the movie. Mm-hmm. Nobody else. Except for extras. When we were spending time in Korea, ain't no other white people in the movie. Both of these guys were in Lord of the Rings films, mm-hmm. so you might say that these are your Tolkien white people. I heard about this joke. <laughs> yeah, I read that online. 
credit to whoever <laughs> came up with that. Uh, one. Yeah, I'll take credit for that one. No, I didn't make it up. I'm watching the movie, and, and I'm I'm thinking to myself as as I watch the movie. Oh no, I had a terrible realization. What's that? I'm Martin Freeman. Because I can't be Mbaku at me. I'm not T'Chaka. Mm-hmm. That's not me. I'm Martin Freeman. Okay. I'm the white. I'm I'm bumbling around. I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> and I was just thinking, damn, that's interesting. Hmm. I got two characters hmm. that look like me. Hmm. Huh. How is that for you? Interesting. Tell me more. Well, I mean, neither of them are particularly awesome. I mean, uh, uh, Ross comes around, he does dope shit, and good for him. Yeah. Right? Claw is a bad guy, and he was a great bad guy. Mm-hmm. I loved watching him on the screen. Mm-hmm. Well done. But Ross is, you know, Ross is Martin Freeman, and Martin Freeman is really good at playing dorks. Mm-hmm. And he does a good job playing dorks. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at him, I'm like, damn, that's me, though? <laughs> Don't scare me like that, colonizer. <laughs> yeah, colonizer. <laughs> Yo, that was hilarious. I thought that was. I thought that was, uh, thought that was very funny. Hilarious. And I, I was thinking. I was thinking as I was watching the movie, and I had this realization. Looking at Martin Freeman, I was thinking of one of my favorite movies of all time, a Steve, uh-huh. Steve Martin comedy from 1979 called The Jerk. Mm-hmm. And the the premise of The Jerk is Steve Martin was raised as part of a black family he was raised with a black family and he has no rhythm and like all, all his brothers and his sisters and mom and his dad they're all black and they're trying to teach him the world uh-huh. and he just doesn't understand why he doesn't look like them uh-huh. and there's a scene where he's sitting with his mother and he is sobbing and she asks him like why are you crying baby and he says I'm never going to change this color because mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants to be a part of his family. And the whole time I was laughing to myself thinking, damn, that's how I feel right now. Yeah. My God. So, I mean, so this is a, My God. this is interesting for me even as well. And part of me wants to know where you're feeling because yeah. the same way you asked me in the beginning of the movie, like, hey, I know there's a lot of emotion for you. You yeah. kind of said it, but didn't say it. And it's a lot to process. I didn't even th- you know what's so funny? Mm. I didn't even think about it. Shoes on the other foot. I didn't even th- no, I didn't even consider like I wonder what it's even like cuz there's two white people that you get to be <laughs> you know you get to <laughs> identify with. You know, and even if you want to have the conversation about what you can cuz we haven't even gotten into it, which we will. We haven't even gotten into cosplay and yeah. you know Halloween and da 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 but oh, we yeah, know no one of the conversations that often happens with black folk and people of color is am I allowed to cosplay or cosplay a superman like superman's not black, he's sure. white or like Hmm, I have a hard time. Co- I mean, I'm not, I know one of the things you could do the best damn cosplay ever, but because of the color of your skin, you're not going to look like Clark Kent. Yeah. And that's that's so reality. Yeah. And, and there are a lot of people who are like, they just do it anyway. There's this whole yeah. cross play cosplay thing that fan bros do, which, it, by which the way, is really dope. Is very dope. But the the thing is, this is not, a, I'm going to assume, this is not a feeling you felt before. Uh, well, maybe, maybe only in watching Get Out uh, last year. Get Out made me feel some complex feelings. But you didn't want to be an Armitage. No, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I think that's the difference. Like yeah. I see Batman, I want to be Batman. Yeah, I want right. to be. But right now, I can only assume mm-hmm. you want to be 
somebody. Yeah. You know, whether it's T'Challa or Killmonger, Umbaku, or whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. but the person who looks like you is the dude where Wakanda's are constantly going, why are you talking? Mm -hmm. Like, why is he here? You know what I mean? Mbaku's whole exchange. Are you done? With Ross. Are you done? Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Don't speak again. feed you to my children. feed you to my children. (laughs) We're vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) This is why Mbaku, I think, honest to God, I think he was one of my favorite characters in the movie. He was incredible. I I loved him. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I I should qualify this by saying, I, I don't think it's fair for anyone, and I know that I, I can say this from a place of privilege, and I mm-hmm. need to check that. I don't think it's fair for anyone to be forced to look at a movie and and at the characters that they idolize and not be allowed to idolize them, right? If mm-hmm. you see a character that you want to be, man, be that. Like, figure out a way to do honor to that if mm-hmm. that's what you feel in your heart. Even if that's that you're Asian and that character's not Asian, be that. Mm-hmm. Do what you want to do. And I don't think it's fair for anyone to for anyone to constrain themselves to just they don't look like me, so I'm not allowed to be a fan. Mm-hmm. Right? I that that ain't right. I also have to check the fact that being that I am a white cisgender dude, a straight dude, I am a part of white supremacy. I am a part of the things that have made Black Panther such an incredible, momentous uh, uh, occasion. Mm-hmm. I I am coming from a side where my whole life, I've always been able to do whatever I want mm. with no repercussions. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk talk about that. The Eagles just won the Super Bowl, and you have people, a lot of white people celebrating, a lot of white fans celebrating and doing whatever they want with no repercussions. And you know, a lot of black fans like, don't you go out there and do that? Right. I mean, so, a large part of, I mean, a large part of being black is I just know there's stuff I can't do. Right. So that other people can do that. I, you, I better not. Yeah. I could go out there and act crazy if you want. So, so the reason that I bring that up is is to say that this is truly a shoes on the other foot or like mm-hmm. an opposite situation mm-hmm. is is doing injustice to the re- to reality. It ain't. I'm not in a situation where I'm in the movie theater and I'm like, I'm the minority. This is this must be what it feels like. I'm able to understand that and receive that. I still want to know how you feel. How I felt because because I told you this over the phone. Yeah. We have these conversations in public. Sure. Because I don't know what it's like to be white. Mm-hmm. So there's a real interesting part of me that's like, I know what it's like to be black. Sure. I know what it's like to feel that. Sure. But you don't. Yeah. And you still don't know what it's like to feel that, but this is closer, not close, but not, <laughs> I don't want to communicate that you totally get it now, no. but I want to <laughs> know. What's that feel like? Because I know what it feels like to me. Yeah. But I lived that my whole life. So there's a certain level of, yeah. But this is not normal for you. No. So what does that feel like? Understanding all of the things you're saying, which I get. So you laid the foundation. But still, I want to know how you feel. I think I think it's difficult to articulate because, I, I, honestly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I know, some of, the, some of the sensations that I feel are, I just, I feel pretty uncool okay. when I'm talking about the things... In the movie, because it's not intuitive. 
Tell because what's I don't connect. The intuitive in the sense that, like, when I when I see somebody from Wakanda, I can never say I'm a part of Wakanda. I'm Wakandan. I have Wakandan ancestors. I, I like. I can never suppose that that mm-hmm. is the truth, mm-hmm. which immediately means like. No matter how cool I think this is, and no matter how, no matter how deeply I like it, mm-hmm. I'm a poser, man. I'm on the sidelines, and I'm just appreciating it from the sidelines, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm just gonna be. Sidelines and sidelines to me says I'm not participating. I'm watching, Ad- admiring. I'm not participating. I'm admiring. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like you get to participate in what's going on with Black Panther, or you have to just admire? I'll say that I get to participate. At a level that I am comfortable with, and so I don't want more. You do not want more? I do not want more because I don't think I'm being robbed of an experience. The, the experience that I got in the movie was incredible. Mm-hmm. The company that I kept, you being there, other people that I knew in that theater, th- I mean, complete strangers, being in that theater and watching it and being a part of that energy, I had access to that. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I had a great time. Now, the things that I... I wonder about and in one of the conversations we nearly had before we started recording is the uh uh, the beads kimoyo the kimoyo beads Mm -hmm. they make replica beads let's talk about that a little bit because i've been talking about these kimoyo beads for a long time for years now since i actually internet i actually wear this beaded bracelet that's right that i found at a store nobody knows that i'm wearing this because it's like kimoyo (laughs) beads but in my mind in like like, nakia (laughs) alexis pazuri on the uh, pazuri on the beads um like in my mind it's kind of like this homage to air quote where i'm from from wakanda it's like a wakandan like representation so i wear these beads a lot of people wear them because they just look cool. I wear them because it's like this, like yeah, it's kind of like they're kimoyo beads, like sure. you know the Wakandan technology. I don't even know if my wife really knows. I, I've told her she's probably like, oh okay, mm-hmm. and she probably don't remember. Sure, but, I, um, you know what? I have a similar thing, although it's it's not that deep. I wear a necklace with a uh, a pendant that was carved that I purchased in Africa. Mm-hmm. I was in uh, Masai Mara in Kenya. And, you know, you, you visit a village and afterward they sell you everything. Yeah. I mean, like, they make it very difficult for you to get out of there without spending whatever you got. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I bought necklaces, one for my father, one for my brother, and one for myself. And each one has an elephant, the head of an elephant carved mm. into it. And I bought one for myself. But the elephant looks like man thing. Of course it does, Adam. It looks like man thing. Obviously. But it's low key. And so when somebody asked me. It isn't. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, do you buy that because it looks like man thing? <laughs> it's not low key at all. Yeah. It's nobody not... knows. Everybody knows, Adam. Everybody knows I'm, what you're doing. This... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Superman right now. Nobody knows I'm Clark Kent. Come on. Just put your glasses nobody back knows? on when yeah. you say that. That's you know? funny as hell. Okay. Well, no, it's not low key. <laughs> that kid. Yeah, when I saw it, I said, y'all like man thing too? Wow, you have him in the Masai Are you done? Yeah. Who are you? Why are you here? (laughs) But I mean, I understand what it is to have Uh that, like, there's a piece of you that you are subtly connecting with something else. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, you've heard me say this all the time. Ever since I saw the early illustrations of Brian from Brian Silfries, when I met him, I was like, oh, my God. Because he was wearing the beads. uh, Not the beads, but But beads. Beads. So it's kind of like, oh, okay. Now, the thing about the Kamoyo beads, that comes from this card from the old Black Panther comics. It was kind of this, like pda iphone kind of thing mm. that was made of they kind of did the same thing that mm-hmm. the kamoyo beads do now yeah so 
That's the background. That's the foundation. You can buy replica Kimoyo beads. Yes. They're very dope looking. You sent them to me. I sent them to you, and they look awesome. And I was like, I need them immediately. That's right. And I knew that you would respond that way. And then I said, I'm laughing because I'm looking at these thinking, these are dope as hell. Mm -hmm. I can't never wear them. Now, tell me more about that. Well, here's the thing. When I see Kimoyo beads, I think, these are Wakandan. And these replica, the replica ones are very clearly, it's from the movie. It's a prop. Yeah, I mean, the it, movie. It, it's, it even has carvings. The Wakandan, like, glyph Script, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they were Wakandan. And what is Wakanda? It is the country, the, the kingdom that has never been conquered. It is the Black Panther. It is this movie. It, yeah. is, it is something so special that I understand but don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's something that I... I I get, but can never connect to in the same way. So when I see these beads, I I think, damn, these are so cool. Mm -hmm. If I wear them, it feels like I'm claiming a Wakandan thing. It almost feels like an artifact. Like I'm just straight up wearing an artifact. Mm -hmm. And I am not comfortable with that. Okay. Why is that? A friend of mine said something to me some time ago. And it started as a joke, but there's all seriousness in it. He says, white people have always wanted to be black. They want to wear the clothes. They want to listen to the music. They want to do the thing. Mm-hmm. But they don't want the rest of it that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And so when I see the Kamoyo beads, I think about that. And I think, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Why do I like these? Because they're awesome. I love this character because he's awesome. Am I comfortable with having like a t-shirt that has a Black Panther? Hell Yeah. But for some reason, there's like a step. There's a line. It's like a, a part of the culture that I, I'm not comfortable aligning with. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that no one can. Uh, uh, if you're white and you like the Kamoyo beads, buy them. Send all your money to the company that makes them because it, it's great. I'm glad they exist. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do that. I don't personally need to do that. I can show my fandom in a different way. I can show my admiration in a different way. Props to whoever made these look as authentic as they did. Mm-hmm. It just puts me in a position where I think, yeah, I'm good. I, I don't think I need to rock these. I will. I don't I think I need in, to I rock will these. indeed. Now, if they ever release you know, the iPhone Kamoyo beads <laughs> and I can hit you up through that, now things are different. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's not the case right now. Well, I think it's an interesting thing and i respect your perspective and i think it's i appreciate you sharing it with me because and this is a half-baked man like i mean yeah, this yeah, is yeah, the, but i asked you and you're sharing because yeah, yeah. you didn't have to you could be like i don't know <laughs> i ain't got nothing to say keep good, it to myself good podcast yeah it's joe nice <laughs> um but i appreciate you sharing your perspective because it makes me think about what the movie is even about and i think this is an opportunity for us to try to apply it to life yeah there's an aspect of Wakandans. I think Wakabi would probably fall in this area. Who'd be like, you know, and even T'Challa when he first got there, and Shuri when Ross first got there, and Mbaku mm-hmm. when Ross first got there. It was like, even the 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 when Okoye when when Ross touched T'Challa, Okoye looked at him and was like, yeah, if he touches you again, I'm going to impale him on the like. On it was very desk. funny and that. very and very black too. It was like, oh. uh, excuse me you know like very very dope so there's this moment where 
I think a lot of black people can relate and I can relate, which is kind of in my blackness. It's kind of like, we don't have nothing. Very rarely do we get to have anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just uh, remove Wakanda for a second. Just black people. Mm -hmm. So we're so used to people taking things from us Mm -hmm. that we feel like we need to take a very, very tight grip of things because we've been colonized. We've been enslaved. We've been, robbed we've been raped we've been killed we've been hung lynched all that kind of stuff so that's our history that's the reality yeah but that's not what a wakandan is Mm -hmm. that never happened to wakandans that's right you know now what do i do with that in reality today how do i how do i apply that today the movie addresses it the movie doesn't ignore that wakandans and black people have the same skin mm-hmm. but they don't have the same experience that's right you know so that's what eric killmonger does that's what nakia does that's what those two characters do there's two different perspectives of a of trying to address the same issue yeah nakia goes hey you have share wakandans often go uh-uh mm-hmm. that's how them other negroes over there got colonized mm-hmm. but in all your strength and all your riches and all your power and all your ability to be warriors and all your technological advances, there's still a level of mm, 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 mm. keep it. Mm-hmm. Don't share it. But you have the Nakias that's like, too much is given, much is required. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with great power comes great responsibility. Right. And that is not a white thing. That's not white. No. That's just true. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, your gifts are not, now I'm getting into my worldview. Yeah. Your gifts are for other people mm-hmm. not just for you yeah they're for you mm-hmm. but they're for other people they're not yours they've been invested into you now like this is my belief god gives seed to the sower you understand what that analogy means i do yeah so he doesn't give seed to the hoarder and when this is a movie this is a comic book this is made up but let's get let's get to reality because you're talking about really physically putting a thing on your body that's right you know what i'm saying yeah. we're not talking about like <laughs> funny story i left black panther mm-hmm what happened when I left Black Panther? <laughs> you had automobile issues. I had car issues. Yeah. And I said, well, we're not in Wakanda anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not the most technologically advanced in real life. Not the richest in real life. Yeah. Real car troubles that got me stranded on the side of the road in real life. That's right. So this is real life we're talking about yeah. here, right? So one side, Nakia says, we got to help him. Mm-hmm. We got to share our technology. We got to share our riches. There's got to be a way for us to protect ourselves, to love ourselves, to care for our own, to keep our culture, keep our worldview, keep, 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 and still share. There's got to be a way we can do that. Yeah. And that's kind of like the moral struggle and thread. Killmonger goes, keep it real with you. I've seen people die. You could have helped. Yeah. I struggled. You could have helped. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to do something about it. That's yeah. the revolutionary. That's yeah. a different version of, it's almost like Martin Luther King and Malcolm and X. Malcolm X. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, it's, you have, the, you have the two the, different, the, the, like the, 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 uh, the militant aspect. It's the, of, it's, it's by, it's the, it's the nonviolent. I, and I mean, this isn't literally it, but you know, we're just making yeah. these parallels. Sure. This is by any means necessary. Uh-huh. And it's the, you know what I'm saying? So, Killmonger going, I'm going to equip them with vibranium weapons. We're going to overthrow this government. We're going to basically, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's like, 
it's kill whitey. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, it doesn't say that, but I can relate to those people in the community. Mm-hmm. It's the white man is the devil, you see? And da-da-da-da-da. And actually, the re- and they're just black people who don't like white people. I, they, they are prejudiced against white people. Mm-hmm. They just don't like them because of the color of their skin and because of all the baggage that comes with it. Sure. So... I think what this movie does, and I think the decision that T'Challa ultimately makes in the end credit scenes says, we've lived in the shadows, but I've also seen what that's done. It's preserved us, it's kept us, so there's a level of wisdom like, yo, you gotta preserve, you gotta take care, you gotta look out for your own. Specifically when you know people are trying to take advantage of you. That's right. But, we are rich, we are strong, we are powerful, our culture is deep, it is wide, we understand who we are, we understand where we're coming from. And we're at a point where we can share. And it doesn't mean that now you are Wakandan. Right. And you are black. Right. And you are a descendant of, but do you have to be for me to share this technology with you? Right. Do you have to be my skin tone? Do you have to be from my bloodline for me to have? I mean, Wakandans can and have had the cure for cancer. Sure. And they don't share it. You sure. got to say like that. You got to look at a Wakanda and go, I'm dying from cancer. Yeah. You're not going to help. And, and a Wakanda. Because you don't want to share. Like what? For them to look at the, the rest of the world, to see the way that people who look like them suffer and to say, I'm not sacrificing my kingdom for you. That's, that's a, you know what that is? That's a bougie Negro is what that is mm. to a certain extent. See, that's, that's interesting to me. I mean, but we're, we're just, but we're having a junto about it. Yeah. We're breaking, we're chop, we're breaking it up. Yeah. Now it, you, you got to look at the Killmonger character yeah. who's like, oh, so you got your degree. Yeah. Oh, you got you a good job. So you don't know what it's like to live in the hood no more. Right. You just, you don't, you, you didn't come from us. Right. And a lot of Wakandans are like, uh, who is us? Yeah. Well, we're black. We're Wakandan. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, what are you talking about? Sure. Like, well, even to black folk, you're not, you're, you're, we're Wakandan and you're black. Sure. Like, this is a different thing. So, and again, the movie ad- ad- addresses it and goes, what do you do to the guy that's like, I killed my own people who look like me and you to come here so that I can liberate us? Yeah. Man, there's a certain part of Killmonger that I get, and I'm like, and there's something admirable about right, it. Right, and, and, and there are Wakandans who are with it. Wakabi. Yeah. Waka- yeah. I mean, Wakabi wants to see justice done. Wakabi wants to see justice done unto Claw, because Claw has put Wakanda at risk and put them in a position in which... You know, you're going to just take things from us and we're going to act like it never happened. We're just going to bring you in and have you, what, on trial? Like that's some kind of justice? No, 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 no. We take your head. We, you, we, this is never going to happen again. You will never disrespect us. And I don't think they ever really get into Wakabi's motivations for helping the rest of the world. But Wakabi is the kind of person who listens to Killmonger and says, this man is correct. Wakabi says, from what I understand, remember, your father was on the throne for, I think, I don't know how many, I don't know, a couple decades, and yeah. he did nothing. Yeah. I thought... You would be yeah. different. Yeah, he you he, know? Ex- he expressed so, that. Concern. So Wakabi seems to be a guy like, all right, let's get something done. Let's let's make something happen. Yeah, it seemed like T'Chaka, according to Wakabi's account, was there and just kind of didn't. He did a lot of not 
and did a lot of like preserving. Sure. And it wasn't a lot of forward progression. Sure. So I'm saying all that to say, T'Challa says at the end of the movie, we're going to share. Yeah. And the, like Stan Lee didn't write that. Mm-hmm. He didn't write that in that movie. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Ryan Coogler wrote that. Mm-hmm. And also, Joe Robert Cole wrote that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm submitting that to you, and saying if you're going based off of canon, if you're going based off this character, if you're yeah. going based off of the movie you just watched, <laughs> then you have the grace of the king. The king, in a sense, goes. You think they're not gonna share share the Kamoya beats? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Hold up, they <laughs> could. It could have made it that explicit. You're like, uh, King T'Challa, it's my understanding that you're selling Kamoyo beads at Target. Is that correct? Can white people wear those? And T'Challa says, I would like Marvel and Disney to make as... Yeah, absolutely. I would like for them to make money. So yes, white people can buy them. We're going to share. Because there's an executive at Marvel who's like, there are no racial implications here. We're just trying to get that money. And here's another piece (laughs) of it. Like, Ross played a very pivotal role in them being able to execute and do what it is they needed to do. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like He put his life on the line. Ross put his life on the line and he made the X and he broke it. I would assume that he had Kamoyo beads on when he did that yeah. so that he could... Because Kamoyo beads are the way that they interact with Wakandan technology. That's right. You know? Like, that. that is also... I, it, in the comic book canon, it doesn't work outside of Wakanda. Yeah. But I don't know if that's what it's going to be in the movie canon. But either way, unclear. It, it it would seem that if I remember, well, we'll see the movie again and confirm. But I'm pretty sure that if he did the X and broke it and da 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 and all that kind of stuff, like he would have the Kamoyo beads on to do that because that's how you interact with the Wakandan technology. Yeah. So all of that to say, yeah, he gives Cap a shield. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I like, understand. Let, let's let's. And let's, we see, hey, look, we see Buck wearing the uh, the uh, the. Let's the talk about Bucky. The end of he, the, the credits. A, you got to believe that the new arm's gonna be made of vibranium. Yeah. So I'm saying that to say I don't believe this movie is a movie that says you can't use Wakanda technology. It does start out with a real apprehension that black folk do deal with. Yeah. That looks some black folk look at white people and go, mm. and but you also have to understand there is a heritage that comes from that colonizer what can i help you with sure you know what i mean there's a lot of us that look at you okay here's another colonizer what's good sure. oh you, you wearing box braids and wearing cornrows and gold teeth and molly yeah. cyrus and twerking and yeah okay kim kardashian you're looking awful curvy and tan yeah you know what i mean but you got those pretty mixed kids and all that kind of stuff. And these are this isn't even my thoughts. These are just cultural commentary. So there's a real part of it that you're experiencing, which mm-hmm. is you're feeling black folk enjoy something and look at you and go, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's, a, that's, that's, that's the reality of what we're experiencing. That's right. But at the same time, there's a reality, I think, in this, you know, you know, black sci-fi mentality, like, if we weren't colonized, if we weren't conquered, we would like to believe that we're strong enough and power enough to hold our culture down yeah. and share yeah. and do it differently than those in real life did. Yeah. Because we had to be conquered, we had to be colonized, we had to be enslaved and raped and hung and lynched so that you could get yours off. Yeah, I think in this 
story. The idea is we're better than you technologically, financially, like all that kind of stuff, and in our generosity. We're struggling with it. We're wrestling with it. But there's a level up that goes, we're not going to give you a lot of vibranium. Right. But you can get some Kamoya beads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. That's it. We'll that is, some, we'll, we might be able to he- hit you with some sneakers. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying like some, some. I call them sneakers. Some new joints. Uh, I that is that is that is a very gracious way of 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 putting that. And that's, but at a, the that's same a really, time, that's, that's a really interesting take. That's you had you got to wrestle with that in your heart, make your right. decision. Because I'm not telling you right or wrong. I'm just presenting it. Because if I feel if Zuri feel like dressing up. As Wonder Woman, I bet you she's going to dress up mm-hmm. as Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I wish somebody would say something. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. So, but there is a real level of, and I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, white guilt is the thing you got to deal with. Oh, yeah. I can't, that's that's not a reality for me. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. That's not a reality for me. Well, and that's the thing. It's, it's some, sometimes this conversation gets construed into a number of different things. I've, I've seen this, unfortunately, online in the past couple of days. You have people who are saying these white people are so ashamed of their identity they don't think that they can see Black Panther opening weekend. They're so ashamed of themselves. They have so much white guilt and it's disgusting. You don't need to be ashamed of yourself. Leftist and all this kind of uh, uh, talk like it is related to shame. Or like, like, here's the thing. I think white guilt is a thing that exists that you you don't need to... Uh, uh, think of it positively or negatively it's just it is a concept it is real it's a sen- it describes a sensation right i am not the person who enslaved you personally mm-hmm. but i feel that i am a part of a responsible party because you benefit from it. correct because yeah. i benefit from it mm-hmm. and because i haven't had to endure the things that you've endured mm-hmm. you personally in your lineage in your time your mother your father your right, grandparents right. so you know, it is a very real thing but it, i i don't I don't, I don't equate that with shame. I think it's a different sensation. And I think okay. the sensation invokes awareness mm-hmm. and thoughtfulness. Yeah. Not shame, which I think invokes negativity and self-loathing, mm-hmm. which is not those things I do not find to be pro- productive. Mm-hmm. But I do find the thoughtfulness, the, 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 the consideration, those things are productive because you want to know who you're talking to. You want to interface with people in a, in a way that displays kindness and generosity and empathy and yeah. understanding. Because all people, I mean, black people are not a monolith, nor are white people. Sure. Um, I will say, though, white people's comments on this movie have been very interesting. And there's one in particular I want to talk about before we go. That's right. And there, there's a narrative for this. So we, we'll get into this one in particular. And there, there's more to the story because I've been following along with it. But if you want to kick off so there's a tweet from emily lock dewalia mm-hmm. who has since deleted this tweet that's right but this is the tweet nonetheless she says so i carefully did not buy black panther tickets for opening weekend because i did not want to be the white person sucking black joy out of the theater <laughs> what's the appropriate date for me to buy tickets is next week okay next weekend okay okay let me hold let me start by saying go for let it let me start by saying okay I find this hilarious. I find it really funny because yeah. this is the, this is the apprehension of white guilt. With the, you, she may have as well have said, "I have good intentions and I don't know what to do," 
Please. Is that how you took it? Yes. Okay. Because what I see is I have good intentions. I think this is what an ally does. I don't know what to do. Please advise. Hmm. And the if there's a negative intention there, it's it's unfortunately the fact that she has uh, uh, invoked a lot of people to say I don't. <laughs> owe you an explanation for how you're supposed to do things. Mm-hmm. It's not my job to explain this to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that tweet, I, I find that tweet funny. Okay, <laughs> I find it prescriptive of how a lot of white people who have good in their heart and they want to think, like, I want to be a part of, I want to be a supporter. I guess I won't see the movie this weekend, <laughs> so you can have my seat. <laughs> and it's a funny way. Of th- Yo, this is a funny I'm, way. I'm sitting here trying to like keep a straight face. I can't. I find it. This, this tweet is that's re- ridiculous. That's it. it is ridiculous. I read this thing <laughs> and I said, "What? What?" what? What, what are what, you even talking what does, about? What the, when you read this tweet, what does it mean to you? So I'm going to read it again, and I'm just going <laughs> to walk through this. So I carefully did not buy Black Panther tickets for opening weekend because I did not want to be the white person sucking black joy out of the theater. Sucking black joy. So I said, Emily, this does not, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you right now, this came across so, like, clueless. Yeah. And in a sense, kind of like condescending. Mm. Yeah. It was kind of like, I carefully, like, you, you're you talking to me like you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As though it's proclaiming an achievement. As though. I did the right thing. And it's like, Emily... Young lady, ma'am, hush. Just, sure. Well, for you to say, because you did not want to suck the black joy out of the theater, I said, you are so white that <laughs> even in you trying not to take things, you think that you're you're so powerful that you, you think that your whiteness is so powerful yes. that the mere presence of your whiteness can take joy away from black people yeah. the amount of like like arrogance that that communicated to me yeah. is i was like ma'am yeah go somewhere yeah. because Ain't nobody thinking about you, you mm-hmm. and you carefully not buying a ticket. No one's worried about you, Emily. Mm-hmm. Our black joy is not dependent on your white presence or not. Mm-hmm. And that just communicated to me a level of, which takes me back to ta what he said, white people are crazy. White people are crazy. You know what I mean? Because in order to be able to say that, you have to think that you have the authority or power to be able to affect to the Suck yeah. the black joy out of the theater. And that's not even a thing I think about. It doesn't even cross my mind yeah. to believe, well, I didn't want to go see the new, I don't know, blah, blah, blah movie because I didn't want to suck the white joy out of the theater. As though black joy is this unique, special thing that can only exist in the context of only black people when white people are not around. Like, it, our joy is so contorted <laughs> and co- ultimately controlled and decided upon that you had to give it to us. 
You had to allow us, you had to allow us the space that we might have joy. Oh, thank you so much, Emily, that you have decided to carefully lay down your, your authority and ability to be a part of what we have going on, that you might give us the opportunity so that we could have joy without it being sucked and taken away by you. Thank you so Emily, shut up. Go somewhere. And go ahead and watch Black Panther or don't watch it. But don't you worry about us black, us black folks and our joy. Because we have had to find ways to have joy and happiness through struggle, through strife, through difficulty. We'd have to sing songs. We've had to mourn our dead. We'd had to figure out how to deal with our hair. We've had to figure out how to code switch and go on interviews and get jobs and get paid less money and overcome things and raise our kids and bury our dead. We'd had to do all kinds of stuff and still have joy despite all of the things that we have had and not had and have been done to us. So trust me, Emily, we're not sitting around hoping you don't show up so that we can have Black Panther. Like, and yeah, you need to take a moment and think about what you're saying. And do I think that you're a bad person? I don't know you. But what I am doing is I'm responding to what you just said. And that's something that you got to meditate on. You mm-hmm. got to consider that mm-hmm. and think about what am I thinking about and understand that, like I've said before, I'm not trying to hurt you. But if it stings, I'm not trying to take that away neither. Sure. Because if you put your hand on something hot, it's supposed to burn. Yeah. It's supposed to. It's supposed to hurt. It's supposed to leave a scar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's how you learn. Yeah. So... I'm not going to go, are you okay? Are you getting lit up on Twitter? You, you, you dog all right, you're getting lit up on Twitter. Yeah, she's and, getting lit up on Twitter. And, and that's what happens. So the answer to your question is, when's the appropriate date for me to buy tickets? Is next weekend okay? Figure it out. Yeah, yes. That's my answer. So the, I, I, That's what I have to say. I, now I, you. Think, I think this is extremely prescriptive. Emily, uh, Emily is the voice of a lot of people who don't know how to do this is right. this is a woman who says uh, i have no idea what i'm doing mm-hmm. and the the first offense is i mean not knowing and the, if if that's the first offense then the first thing you got to do is figure it out learn mm-hmm. like you don't know what you're doing figure it out learn the second offense is don't put that shit on twitter and give that to the public and ask someone in the ether to come at you with the answer and like, then get mad about the answers. So she didn't. Get, so <laughs> you, I, you know what's I funny? Wanna, I want to add a component to this, and I, I want to say, and this is something that we we bring to comic book junto. Mm-hmm. This I find this important. <laughs> when it's hard, when it's easy, whenever I want to offer grace to this person because she recognizes this. This was badly worded. Mm-hmm. It was a dumb tweet, mm-hmm. and she has said as much and said as much to as many people have issued her death threats. And, you know, the internet is a place where people say whatever they want without repercussion, and that is sometimes good and sometimes bad, and that is the way that it is. So it's a terrible idea, Emily, to put that out there on the internet. Mm-hmm. But this this is so prescriptive. I find it to be representative of how a lot of people are going to behave hmm. toward Black Panther. I don't know how to interact with this, which basically is, I don't know how to interact with black people. Mm -hmm. And it's, you have, part of the reason why I use the word, and I don't mean to, uh, uh, like, offer 
some sympathy to someone who fucked up. But I, uh, part of the reason why I use the, the phrase good intentions is this is the kind of person who wants to do something right and does it so badly that it does something worse, mm. you know, because of that arrogance, <laughs> because of that sense, like, you really think that you have the ability, you, see, you think that you sit next to so, a, a black person in a movie theater and they're going to have a, a worse time because you're there? You think you have the ability to do that? The power? White people are crazy. <laughs> and that's, that is true. That's objectively true. They have to be crazy to convince themselves of that. To be in a position where they would like grovel over thinking about doing the right thing and manage to do this harm. And, and I understand the sensation of where that tweet comes. I believe I understand mm -hmm. the source of that tweet. I think I can, I think I can understand where it comes from as right. well. But the, the, man, wrong words, wrong sentiment, wrong venue, wrong, 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 wrong. Right. Ouch. No. And that I, again, I'm, this is almost morbid. I do find it funny. Because, it is funny. <laughs> because it is, it is outrageous. Yes. It is ridiculous. And I do, I do feel for this woman because she's now in a situation where, you know, on the internet, you say something like this, and if you walk it back, good fucking luck to you because now it's the Ben Shapiro's putting it online. He retweeted mm -hmm, it. He's mm -hmm. a white nationalist. And he says, leftists are so broken. The, look at these snowflakes. And, you know, now it's, uh, it's, it's an argument against something good, you know? And it's, man, you can't walk it back. That, that tweet was on the news. Here's what I'm going to say about this. There is intention Mm -hmm. And there's impact. Yeah. So what her intention is, I don't know. But what we'll do, I think you and I can agree with this because we do it often, is we'll assume positive intent. Right. And let's assume positive intent. Everything I just said, I meant I'm not taking nothing away. Oh, no. Nor all of you. all of those things are still true. Yeah. And at the same time, we're all bad guys. Mm -hmm. And we all do bad stuff as bad guys. Yeah. And another thing we say on the show is there's grace for you. That's right. Grace means not only am I going to not necessarily give you what you deserve but i'm going to extend you something that you don't deserve mm -hmm. right so there's mercy like and all that kind of stuff because you got like i said if you burn yourself it's supposed to burn it's supposed to leave a scar so you can look at it and go don't do that again and i think yeah. that's what you're experiencing right now yeah yeah but at the same time intention does not remove impact that's right you hit somebody you hit them yeah and, and you just you, hit a lot of people you got to deal with that and that's what this is yeah this is the fallout of the impact yeah it in in humans internet listeners members of the junto i've had to have the same conversation with my wife mm. in a sense of like i didn't intend to do that but i want to acknowledge the impact mm. of what i did sure i'm sorry i didn't mean to i want to get better i'm going to try to get better help me get better and all of that stuff is true, but at the same time, I still hurt you. Mm -hmm. I still offended you. Mm -hmm. I still wronged you. And I want to acknowledge that I did that. Yeah. It's not about if I did it on purpose or not. So there's grace for you. There's mercy for you. But that does not remove the consequences Agreed. from the thing that you did. Agreed. And that's a very important thing for us all to understand is you can be sorry all you want, but that don't mean you're not dealing with the consequences. And as a black person... 
That's the thing that is very real to us. You yeah. can be as sorry and apologetic as you want to be, but the consequences are still what they are, and the impact of what you did is still there. And that's something that I think we need to, that hopefully she walks away from this with. Don't expect everybody to, you know, pat you on the back. It's okay. It, it, it's not okay. It is not okay. Yeah. But there's grace for you. Yeah. It's not okay. But you're still going to have to deal with the consequences. Will that haunt you for the rest of your life? Maybe. But that doesn't, that's the impact that you've had on people and that's the consequences of it. But I don't want to equate, we must act like this didn't happen oh, in no, order no, to no, be. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't, you don't get to forgiveness. just wash us away and erase So it. all of these things are true. And I think this is an opportunity that we can all learn because we all going to do it. Yes. I'm going to do it. I mean, I'm going to do it to people. They're yeah. going to do it to me. And if we remember, we're all bad guys. Mm-hmm. And. When all we should probably explain that we're all bad guys means none of us are this perfect, sparkling, clean, good person who does nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So in light of that, let's try to understand that we're all going to have a positive and negative impact, and there's going to be consequences to that. But at the same time, don't let that stop you from apologizing. No, don't let that stop you from acknowledging what's going on. But don't expect that to wash it all away. Right, right, and don't and don't expect to issue one apology and you're good. Right, you, there, there's not a way to just absolve yourself in the easiest form possible. You know, you have to you have to do real work. You you got to dig deep and figure out like what happened here. Yeah. How did I mess up so bad? How did I hurt so many people? You you've got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. You've got to resolve that and you need to do the work to continue fixing that forever. Yeah. It's not a one and done. So <laughs> Look out for more of this, though. Like, I mean, honestly, yeah. look out for yeah. more of this. Halloween, October 2018 rolls around. We're going to be having some conversations. Because you know there's going to be some ladies who want to be Dora Milaje. Yeah. Oh, well, well, of course shit. you want to be Dora Milaje. Yeah. Because they're awesome. How, how dope Dora Milaje? <laughs> awesome. Of course you want to be Dora Milaje. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But, hey. Look, hey. This is from, from me... To every white family listening to this right now, you're going to get the Black Panther outfit. Get the one that covers all the pieces of skin, okay? <laughs> you don't want any of the, the pink flesh sticking through the outfit. Because if that kid runs around with the gloves and the mask and you can't see his eyes or his arms or, or his ankles, then no one needs to know, right? Look, Just let him be the Black Panther. Just hide it. The bottom line of what we're it. saying is these conversations are nuanced. This is a joke. And they require us <laughs> to take time to have them. That's right. You know, so friends, family, loved ones, peers, associates, colleagues, and all that kind of stuff. This is why we have comic book Junta. Thank God we have Black Panther now in our lives to be able to have these conversations. Yeah. I, I never wanted to spoil anything for anyone because we caught a pre-screen mm-hmm. and I, I have friends ask me, how is it? I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. So all I've been saying is, I'm a better person now. Hmm. Po- I, there's pre-Black Panther Adam. There's post-Black Panther Adam. I'm a better person now. Do I have Kamoyo beads? I'm Do still I, trying to I'm figure now, it I'm out. I'm still working on <laughs> Yeah, But I was there. I was there. All right. Yeah. So that's our, that's our comic book junto Not one the, shot. The tradition being we need to give it a movie review yeah. for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You're right. Movie review comes with a letter grade mm-hmm. what letter grade do you give it? it's an a man um it's an a on every level on execution on style on substance on how much i want to see the movie again on cultural impact on everything yeah and every 
part of it, every piece of it. I struggle to come up with things that I, I wanted more of or disagreed with. Uh, there is a conversation about the lack of LGBTQ representation in the uh, Dora Milaje. There's a conversation to be had there because there are plenty of people who probably were looking for it and unfortunately well, just mean, came up without it. I'm, I'm sure you know yeah. what it feels like to, to, to hope, man, I hope I see something like myself on the screen and no. But look, I, I get you. I struggle it's to not come that up they, with it's that. It's not that they didn't see it. It's just that this is... This is comic. This is not comic book. I was about to say issue comic book. This is movie number one. Sure, yeah. You know, and I there's think there's a lot more for us to explore in Wakanda and the many things that go into making sure. up what that is. There's a whole lot more for us to go through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Certainly, <clears throat> I I loved this movie. The more I think about it, the more I love it. The more I talk about it, the more I love it. I cannot wait to see it over the weekend, opening weekend. With an audience of people who can't wait to be there. Yeah. So it's an A. I also give it an A. This, I mean, you heard me in the beginning of the movie. Like, it was an experience. Yeah. It was an emotional experience. It was more than I expected it to be. I want to go back to Wakanda. I will be going again with my wife. Mm -hmm. Very excited about that. Mm -hmm. um, when does Zuri see it? Uh, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to play it um, every year for her birthday. That's right. I don't know if that's going to be true. That's right. That up. That's right. <clears throat> but yeah, um, we're going to we're going to go see it. I'm going to see this movie a lot. I'm going to spend my money on this movie a lot because mm -hmm. I want to support it. Speaking of which, estimated on 170 million dollar opening. Yeah, really excited to do it, whenever we do next week's episode. I'm really excited yeah. to find out what those figures look like because this is yeah, it's going to make all the money. It's going to make all the money. Yeah. And then you come at me, Marvel, with this. We tried diversity. We tried. Nobody wants it. Yeah, come at me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Okay. And let's see if we're going to get... Because, I mean, what I want to see is I want to see the Black Panther animated show. I want to see the Black Panther toys. I want to see the Black Panther spinoffs. I want to see them invest in the world of Wakanda and Black Panther and the Dora Milaje and I want to see. I want to see them invest in Black America. I want to see them invest in that community that they dip their toe in from time to time and say, yeah, I mean, you, you like this, right? We're good. Okay. We can go back to doing Spider-Man. No. Stick around. Keep making stuff there. Yeah. Please. Because it's um, when the figures come out, when we look at how much money this movie made, it didn't come from nowhere. Right. This didn't manifest from nothing. Did I not predict that this was going to be the... I predicted a while ago, this is going to be the biggest Marvel movie yeah. that they've done. And it's looking like... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because black folks are going to come out and I've never seen black people so excited for geek, something geek culture ever. Mm -hmm. I'm talking outfits. Mm -hmm. I'm talking people know what vibranium is. Yeah. What Wakanda is. My wife knows how to what kind it is and all that kind of stuff. I said something about vibranium. She was like, "Oh yeah, I know what that is." I just, <laughs> I just goes to show you. Used man. to be that that was just like a geek fact about yeah, she's like, Cap Shield, right? What is Cap Shield made out of? Vibranium, and now it's like it's a whole nother thing. Yeah, it's a whole nother thing. So that's it. Let us know what your letter grade is at Octavius A. Newman at Adam Tedris at Comic Book Junto on Twitter and Instagram we want to hear from you let us know what you guys thought about the movie do you get rated an A, B, C, D or F let us know what you think let us know what you think about the storyline the graphics our opinions whether you agree whether you disagree 
um, whether you want to submit something, did we miss something? I know we didn't spend a lot of talking, time talking about how beautiful it was, but you know it's beautiful. You know. You saw it. Yeah. You know the fight scenes were dope. Mm-hmm. You saw it. You know the ships were amazing. Although I will say very special shout out to the costume designer of this film, Ruthie Carter. Yes. Uh, name emblazoned in the credits at the very end. She is the woman responsible for those outfits, mm-hmm. for what T'Challa wears, for what Okaye wears, what everyone in this movie is wearing. Mm-hmm. That is the woman. Uh, damn. And I, w- and I want to let you know that I have an episode of Compo Junto Origins mm-hmm. that I'll be releasing a little while from you listening to this with Ruth E. Carter, where we have a long-form conversation about who Ruth E. Carter is, where she came from, and why she's a legend in costume design. Yeah. So we just gave you the deep dive on Black Panther. In that conversation, we talk about Black Panther, but this is really humanizing the creative person behind these costumes and where she came from and how she came to get to this point. So we'll talk more about that later, but know that that Origins episode is coming. So make sure... That you check that out, mm-hmm. and hopefully, obviously, you'll have seen the movie. Because if you're this far in this podcast, either A, you haven't seen the movie, movie, or B, you're just out here living on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> so you might as well just go ahead and dive off the end and uh-huh. listen to Ruthie Carter. Uh-huh. But that's it. That's it. At Octavia St. Newman, at Comic Book Junto, at Adam Tedderis, Comic Book Junto at Barefoot.com. Hit us up with, our, with questions on Twitter, hashtag AskCBJ. And I think that's it. Yeah. We done? We done. Enjoy Wakanda. Let us know what it's like when you get back. Until next time, peace. <laughs> <laughs>